as I continue to preach in your hearing how and why to pray in the Holy Ghost and keep yourselves in the love of God. Part 3 Praying Through the Bible Number 483 Jude 17 through 21 But beloved Remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. How that they told you there should be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own ungodly lusts. These be they who separate themselves, sensual, having not the Spirit, capital S, the Holy Spirit. But ye, beloved, second time Jude called them beloved, or if you will, if you would allow me to say the beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you so much for your love your grace and your mercy, your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit, and your Holy Word. For the millions and many and manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon us. Lord, I thank you for putting upon me the spirit of prayer. Only you can do that. Well, Lord, I have a desire to pray even more than to preach. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision mental and physical blessings that you have bestowed upon us. And uh, 
Holy Father God, help each and every one of us under the sound of my voice. Lord, confess our sins, our failures, and our faults unto you, for Jesus Christ's sake. Lord, those of us who are saved and we feel the compunction and the conviction and the leading to confess our sins. Lord, all unrighteousness of thought, word, and deed. For Jesus Christ's sake, Lord, please forgive us of our sins, our faults, and our failures, as we from our hearts, by your grace, forgive those who have sinned against us. Lord God in heaven, I pray that you would wash and cleanse our hearts and minds, souls, and spirits in the precious blood of Christ, and make us to be whiter than snow deep down on the inside through the precious blood of Christ. And Lord, we pray that you would indeed crush and crucify, Lord, our flesh and the old man within us, and fill us, Lord, afresh and anew with the fullness and the power the unction and the uh, anointing and the sweetness of your Holy Spirit for those of us who are saved. And Lord, we pray for those in the church and who work in the church. And Lord, who are even more faithful than the uh, uh, true saints sometimes uh, as far as attendance goes but they are lost and on their way to hell. I pray, Lord, for my wife and other people in my family, uh, including my mother and my two sisters. I pray, Lord, that you will open their eyes, unstop their deaf ears. And Lord, I pray that you would bring heavy conviction upon their lives and help them to make sure that they be in the faith. For people who are truly born again, by your grace grow to a point where they hate sin and they hate their sin the most. And uh, they do not continue in sin. And so Lord, thank you for showing me as an evangelist that there are many people who are religious as it was in your day, but lost, intensely religious. Uh, Lord, we pray that your Holy Ghost would not give them rest until they come to know you as Savior before it is eternally too late. And uh, this is not an act of shame on them. This is an act of love for them. And Holy Father God, uh, it would be an act of hatred not to warn them, to see no fruit in their lives and not question them about their salvation. Help them to at least examine themselves and see whether or not they be in the faith. And Lord, I praise you and thank you. Uh, at the same time for my wife and even my children and others who have stood, stayed up with us all night to do ministry work. 
Lord, have this past night to be our last night. I'm too old for this. I don't need to do this ever again. Help us all to go to bed early and get up early. And, uh, uh, and Lord, I pray that you shut down that chapter in my life. I remember the wonderful times that uh, many would gather together uh, at the Gospelite uh, Bible Baptist Church, Gospelite House of Prayer now. On a Saturday night going into a Sunday, staying up all night praying. Uh, in the early days of the ministry, how that we would stay up and uh, send out Christian publications all night long. It was a joy to me, Lord, but physically I, I can't do that anymore. Uh, I should not do it anymore. Uh, it, it doesn't work <laughs> as it used to. I don't recover as well. So, Lord God in heaven, until I die, help, help me to not do this again. It feels good on the front end, and I, I, I can see the finish line uh, around 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, and Lord, things get blurry real quick. And Lord, I thank you for my children who can handle it better than I can, but I can't do it anymore. So Holy Father God, uh, change that in our lives. And Lord, I do pray however that, and I praise you and thank you that we're here. And I thank you, Lord, that there are people here stronger than me. And, uh, and uh, even my wife is more energetic than I am this morning. I praise you and thank you, Lord, for the tremendous crowds on yesterday. Thousands of folk uh, who came to hear the powerful message regarding uh, Mommy, are you, yea, wifey, are you going to hell? And Lord, I praise you and I thank you that people are seeing that the American way is not your way. Thank you for opening blinded eyes. Thank you for unstopping deaf ears. Thank you for opening up the eyes of people in the church that we have gone too far. Like the people uh, in Lot's day, like the people in Noah's day, in the church, we have gone too far. And some are mad because you won't let us keep on going in our wicked, evil, ungodly, uh, wicked ways of adultery in the church, fornication in the church, even homosexuality in the church, and other such foolishness. And... Uh, Lord, I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would uh, cast out the devil and the demons of hell 
and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias, Lord, out of uh, my wife, Marika White, who has done, it appears to me, well throughout the wee hours of the morning, trying to help me stay awake and be ready to preach. Uh, and uh, others as well. And I pray that, uh, Lord, you would indeed move by the power of your Holy Ghost. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias out of her life. Even though she did well this morning, I pray that she would truly get saved and do well every day, all day, consistently. It's amazing how you do that in the life of a Christian. We have grown accustomed to, in the church, this constant whining and complaining and uh, rebelliousness and falling and failing and our sweet evangelical circles and charismatic circles. But Lord, you have proven over and over again, for those who are born again, you have this power of your Holy Spirit in them where they uh, go to the point where they're pretty much the same, even keel always of good cheer and joy and even laughter and peace that passeth all understanding. I pray that earnestly for my wife and other people who are lost in my family and in the church in general across the country and around the globe. Uh, they only smile and grin oftentimes when they're around other people, but they're devils behind the scenes Lord, have your Holy Ghost to not give them rest until they come to know your Savior. Uh, some people claim to be Christians, but a little pressure comes, they fall apart. And they curse and swear and are mean as the devil, as a, mean as a junkyard dog. Lord, you know who they are. Uh, these are not the saved among you. These are the lost. Uh, these are not the saved among us. These are the lost. They're just not saved, Lord. They don't have your spirit, as the passage just talked about. Uh, they don't have the spirit. That is the Holy Spirit. And so, Holy Father God, I know people don't like to pray like this or hear prayer like this, but we need to pray like this, lest people who are among us in the church die and go to hell. And Holy Father God, I pray that you would give us sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. Uh, Lord, at this time and throughout this, the remainder of this day, uh, Lord, uh, and have it to go smoothly, decently, and in order. And Holy Father God, uh, Lord, I pray that you would touch the hearts of the people to bear with me as I pray over our Wednesday prayer list today. We normally do it afterwards. 
But I felt inclined last week to do it before, and I didn't do so. But Lord, I feel the same way for some reason. Uh, uh, I'm getting it from you, uh, I believe, to do that, because we have done it in the past many times. And so, Holy Father God, grant us your energy and your strength, your unction and your anointing, and the power of your Holy Spirit in this prayer meeting to pray. Uh, fill us all who are saved with the spirit of prayer, with the power of your Holy Spirit. Thank you for your Holy Word that says, Ask and ye shall receive, seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Lord, give me this old man now. I never thought I would make it to this age. But you have seen fit to allow me to be here today. Don't deserve it. But I give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. Thank you for touching the hearts uh, of people like Dr. Tony Evans, who does not even know me personally, and I don't know him personally. But people like him and his wife, uh, probably going against everything in themselves, in their flesh, you overrode and you touch their hearts as you've done others to stand with us and what a reward in heaven they will get for doing so by faith not knowing how it was going to turn out they didn't know they were supporting somebody who uh, would predict the things that are happening before us today and help people get through it And I give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. And I thank you, Lord, for my children who have stood with me all the way until today. My daughter, Danny, who you birthed into this world, and she's been my greatest uh, supporter in spite of the devil and in spite of even church folk that surround her not wanting her to do so because therefore the abomination of homosexuality her, her pastor is for it, the church is for it and having homosexuals and homosexual members in the church and uh, yet she has stood with me uh, my second daughter Danita my oldest son, Daniel, uh, who has stood with me to this day, has been even of a greater support since he's been gone than he was when he was here. So, Lord, I thank you so much for my children who are still here, uh, helping in the ministry. And so, Holy Father God, I pray that you would deliver each and every one of us from temptation, evil, and sin throughout the remainder of this day. Grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, live right, think right, and do right. And Lord, help us to remember all of the messages, all of the sermons 
all of them, Lord, my oldest son, Daniel the fourth, and my youngest son, Daniel Ezekiel, have helped me with. And I give you glory, praise, and honor that they had to handle the words of life. And I pray for it's one thing to hear it, it's a, another thing to, help, uh, to have to help prepare it to be preached, to have to study it, and to handle it. What a blessing that is, and what a privilege for them. Lord, grant us your grace right now, those of us who are saved, to love right, to live right, to think right, to do right, to act right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Help us all to humble ourselves and to pray for those of us who are saved, to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent. of our sins and to get back to you our first love. Lord, I pray that you'll bless the remainder of this service and then, Lord, bless the afterglow as usual. Lord, we have a, an Italian meal ready uh, to go with some popcorn with stuff on top. Good stuff. So, Lord, bless all of that as well and have that to go well and peacefully. And then, Lord, help us to get into the bed uh, very early and to have a great evening and night of rest and sleep. Prepare us, Lord, for good days and bad days. Prepare us, Lord, for uh, celebrations and tragedies. Prepare us, Lord, for weddings and funerals. Prepare us, Lord, for life and death as things are getting deeply worse. And Holy Father God, I, I, I'm excited, Lord, more about heaven today than ever before. As you know, Lord, I feel like preaching on heaven more. And so, Lord, let your will be done. Thank you for using, Lord, a wretch like me in your service. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ I pray that, Lord, you would save those who are lost, revive those who are saved, heal those who are sick, comfort those who are grieving and mourning and hurting all around the globe from the coronavirus plague to the war to inflation that is like I've never seen it before in all of my days. Uh, I've never seen anything like it and, and people need to tell the truth that this is bad. This is a, a trifecta bad situation going on and it's getting worse. And yet we have the people who are the happy talk people who many of them are pastors and government officials trying to make everybody think everything is all right when uh, there's no peace and there's no safety. Yet they cry peace, peace, when there's no peace. They do the happy talk 
stuff and it's so nauseating to hear it and to see it and pushing people to act like everything is all right when things are not all right at all. And so, Holy Father God, we pray that you would lift our burdens, those of us who are saved, our cares and worries and anxieties and troubles and problems and fears, from our hearts, our minds, our souls, and our spirits. <coughs> Fill us with your peace, the pass of all understanding, your joy unspeakable, and your holy serenity and tranquility of mind and heart all day long today. And Lord, help us and grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit for those of us who are saved to truly confess our sins and to repent of our sins and to do right by you. And then we pray, Lord, that you deliver us from all of our distresses and afflictions, cares and worries and anxieties, uh, troubles and problems and fears and tribulations and troubles and trials and temptations and tests, having learned the lesson that you want us to learn and with good cheer. And then, Holy Father God, deliver us who are Christians, who are truly saved, uh, Lord, here and beyond here around the world, deliver us from all spiritual and mental, physical and emotional, family, financial, uh, student loan debt, student progress problems with young people not moving on by faith. Some could have graduated if they were not so depressed and defeated from the coronavirus plague, uh, not walking by faith but walking by fear. And uh, some could be doctors and lawyers and other things if they had just marched on by faith. And uh, Holy Father God, we pray that you will drive that spirit of fear out of them and help them to march on by faith and to walk by faith and not by sight. And Lord, we pray for millions that you would protect them from a housing crisis. Many are in it right now. Food crisis, medical crisis, and utility crisis. Lord, I pray not only for... Uh, Lord, uh, all of my children and my family, but I pray for all other families who name the name of Christ. Lord, protect us all from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil, and from the demons of hell, and from evil people in the family, even evil people in the church, and evil people in the world. Place, Lord, upon us the whole arm of God. Surround us with the band of your holy angels in a wall of your holy fire. Cover us and cleanse us in the precious blood of Christ and make us to be whiter than snow on the inside. Place upon us the whole arm of God and Lord, help us and teach us and show us how to glorify your holy name and help us to lift up your holy son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and Lord, help me to pray over the prayerless now before I preach. And Lord, I pray that you will uh, help the people to give me uh, uh, their grace and patience and help them to pray over their prayer list. 
help the people here to pray over the prowlers, then it won't be so boring to them in their flesh. Help them not to listen to me, but to pray themselves, to move their mouths in faith and prayer to you. In Jesus Christ's name, I continue to pray. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. Holy Father God, as we continue to pray, Lord, we pray for over three million people to come to know your Savior, if that has not happened already, uh, through the preaching of the gospel, through this ministry. We pray, Lord, for the revival of your church. We pray for the healing of Christian families and uh, the salvation of other families. We pray for the healing of this nation. And Lord, we pray for your blessings. And guidance for all true pastors and church servants and missionaries. We pray for the salvation, leadership, and wisdom for the president. It makes no difference to us whether he is a Republican or a Democrat or an independent. And for all government officials and ministers who run this country and all other countries of the world. We pray, Lord, for Christians being persecuted around the world, that you would comfort them and protect them and deliver them and lead them and guide them and direct them, even those who are being persecuted in America. And for our day is coming and our day is here. And Lord, grant them your grace for their trying times and for their dying times according to your will. Heal and protect millions of people from uh, Ebola, Zika, the coronavirus, uh, plague as well as these other plagues that are popping up all over the world. Uh, chicken uh, uh, illness and sickness, uh, hepatitis, children are dying, uh, many are having to get liver transplants and other diseases. We pray for the Rohingya refugees and all other refugees around the world that you will provide for them what they need. The same for the Better Israel People Group to receive the gospel and help they need to get out of poverty. We pray for Asia Bibi and her family. We thank you for the miracles that you have worked for these four families in answer to the prayers of millions. Asia Bibi and her family, Andrew Bunsen and his family, for Miriam Ibrahim and her family, for Saeed Abedini and his family. And Lord, we pray uh, for uh, all migrants from South America, Middle East and Africa and other places to be saved, blessed, and provided for. And Holy Father God, we pray that you bless and anoint 
our Lord and prosper and continue to use Gospel Light Society evangelistic ministries around the world. And Lord, we pray for all of the different uh, ministries that come out of that. We pray, Lord, that you'd bless and anoint and prosper and use all of the podcasts. And we pray that uh, great things will happen here in the near future. Uh, We thank you for the millions that have been reached through the podcast outreach with nearly 50 different podcasts going out around the world. And Lord, we pray that you would expand that outreach and that lost souls would be saved, Christians would be revived, your holy name glorified. And Lord God in heaven, we pray now for the prayer requests. We pray for Vicki, for your perfect will to be done in Brian's life. We pray for Raphael, please strengthen him. We pray for Alfonso, please heal him from pain in his left hand, left leg, and all cervical pain. We pray, Lord, for Tammy, please bless her with a financial miracle. We pray for Nita, please heal Mrs. Lear, who is in a care home. We pray, Lord, for Pastor Bushibi. Please provide them with money to pay Timothy's hospital bills. Provide for the children as schools reopen. Deliver them from drought, famine, and economic hardship. Provide them with fuel. Bless them as they fast and pray. We pray for Ravi. Please heal his father from low blood pressure, heart disease, and infections. Take away all pain and give him good health. Bless him with the operation he needs. We pray for Nita, for the gospel links she posted to result in countless salvations. We pray for Cusion. Please heal her child who is in the hospital. We pray for Exiomi. Please guide them as they prepare to move soon and deliver them from distress as we all uh, in this service are praying for uh, 12 people off of a list of uh, thousands uh, 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 that we have written down. We pray for Vicki. Please heal Ruth from low blood pressure, dehydration, and other health issues. Provide her with the finances to pay for medical treatment. We pray for Ash Moa, Ash Oma. Please strengthen his legs so he can walk again. Please work a miracle for him. And then, Lord, we pray for all of the people who have gotten saved through the preaching of the gospel uh, over the years. Help them to grow in the faith and to stand strong in the faith and be the Christians you want them to be. And Lord, we pray for Augustine in Sri Lanka. We pray also for that country that is going through a very terrible time right now. We pray for Laura Lee in the Philippines. We pray for Chrissy in Wisconsin. We pray for Aditha in Cambodia. We pray for Sheik in Bangladesh. We pray for Frank in Florida. We pray for Joshua in Liberia. We pray for Lucas in Paraguay. We pray for Angelou in India. 
We pray for Jasmine in Ohio. We pray for Mutaz and uh, uh, and we pray for Dakota in Oklahoma. We pray for Dan in Malawi, and we pray for all of the others who have gotten saved through the preaching of the gospel from this pulpit. Help them to grow in the faith and be the Christians you want them to be. And now, Lord, we pray for uh, the phenomenon that you have wrought. We have nothing at all to do with it other than you have led me to preach the whole counsel of God and to preach your gospel, your holy gospel, every time. And, uh, and even though I have not given an invitation for people to go back to the Lord, maybe I should, but I have never done that. Lord, you know why. Because many evangelists have done evil and given multiple invitations so that they can boost their numbers of people who come to the altar. And I have been led by you not to do that. And uh, I give one invitation for salvation. But yet thousands have come back and have written in even though we have not invited them we have not given them our email but by the power of your Holy Ghost the power of your spirit you have moved upon the hearts of people to respond to your Holy Word and to come back from a backslidden state and to uh, come back to you and you you led them we didn't to write in and let us know that they are coming back to you. And so, Lord, we pray over these spontaneous people. We pray for Mabina. We pray for Stephen in Ghana, Michaela in Ohio, Wayne in South Dakota, Danette in Antigua, Sylvester in Thailand, Suleiman in Kenya, Tammy in Louisiana, Moffat in Solomon Islands, Joni in Louisiana, Kizzy in Florida, Anne in Georgia, Johannes in Colorado, Fode in Sierra Leone, Frederick in Texas, and many, many more. And Lord, we thank you for what you have done. We give you all of the credit and the glory because we have nothing to do with this. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for our sake, amen. <coughs> Ladies and gentlemen, as I said long ago in this service, I want to preach and, and continue to preach in your hearing how and why to pray in the Holy Ghost and keep yourselves in the love of God, part three. Praying Through the Bible, number 483, which I thought was going to be 484, so I'm asking my technician to, to check on that. As we're getting closer and closer to the big 500 and to the end of this long-running Wednesday series. The number 483 or 484 represents not 483 days, but 483 weeks. 
on every Wednesday through many toils and snares and through many tribulations God has brought us through and uh, my oldest son Daniel is not here with us now as he is overseas and uh, but he was uh, a young man a young a young child when he started helping me with this series he was a young teenager put it that way and now my youngest son is helping me with it what a blessing and what a privilege and uh, my daughters have helped in other ways so it's so good to be here at this point. Uh, my son Daniel the fourth and I, we never thought we would even get close to 500. We knew it was going to be about five, over 500 passages, but uh, we're knocking on the door because we're in Jude. And my baby son Daniel Ezekiel is is searching out the last few passages on prayer. You say, well preacher, once you finish this series, what are you going to do? I think I'll just do it all over again. I don't know. Because I do believe that Wednesday night prayer meeting ought to be about prayer. And we are in the mess we're in today because of proudest so-called Christians and proudest so-called evangelicals. And I'm not mad at anybody. One of the greatest evangelicals, if not the greatest in my opinion, he is the greatest evangelical out there. He should be the leader of everything. In fact, all of the sweet people who line up with the evangelical circle they ought to hire Dr. Tony Evans as an advisor before they do anything because they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> I'm serious, man. And I'm thankful that the Southern Baptists have him every year. He's not a Southern Baptist, but they know he's a man of God. And he's going to tell them the truth. He's been telling them the truth for many years, and they have not listened. And they are in a constant mess. And they are to hire him on where he does not have to go to any meetings or anything. I, all of these groups, he's the most respected person. And I don't know why black folk always got to be the, the soul and the conscience of these major white organizations and even of America. But that's what happens. And he's the soul and conscience of the evangelical circles. Because he never got bought. <laughs> he never has he never been bought. He, he doesn't care about anything like because he's truly saved. And they need to hire him on no matter what they do and it, and, and check with him before they do it. Not only about race, but all the stuff that they got they've gotten themselves into. And God touched his heart to stand with an independent Baptist. Now, he, he knows I don't fit in with the evangelical circles. Cause I, I, I love everybody, but I don't. Uh, 
I can't go with their foolishness, and I certainly can't go with the foolishness of the charismatics. I, I, I stand to rebuke it. And other Christians, and, and the mess that you allow, uh, these people allow into the church, in God's sight, and in Jesus' sight. And, and God led me to preach for over 10 years to warn America of this foolishness, the church in America. We're the problem. He'll tell you that too. He's not, he can't say it like me. I can't say it like him. He's got to do what he's got to do. i got to do what i got to do. Because some of you Negroes are crazy. And you don't understand sweet, loving language like Dr. Tony Evans is going to give you. You don't understand. You like it. <laughs> you like it better than what I say. But you don't get it. No, but he's got that's that's how how God called him. I got to, I got to give it to you the way God has given it to me. Some of you people are, are crazy and you've lost your righteous minds. But anyway, lest I digress. The Prince of Preachers, Charles Spurgeon, said, "Prayer is an art which only the Spirit, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit." can teach us. The Holy Spirit is the giver of all prayer. In other words, if you don't have the Holy Spirit praying in you and through you and leading you and guiding you and prompting you, you're not praying. You're just saying things. And so, my beloved, in our last message, we began looking at what the Apostle Jude the servant of the Lord, the servant of the Lord, Jude. What a man. Has to say about building ourselves up on our most holy faith by praying in the Holy Ghost. And that does not mean, as I have already told you, necessarily speaking in tongues. <clears throat> because as you have noticed, many people who claim to speak in tongues, uh, they're not, the, the tongue speaking is not helping them today. And many who were speaking in tongues are dead because they uh, took communion and gave communion. I'm talking about many pastors. Many pastors' wives and trustees and deacons have died among those who claim to speak in some unknown tongue. Some went to heaven and some went to hell. And in the words of Charles McKinney, they're speaking in more tongues than that in hell. I didn't say that. Dr. Charles McKinney said that. I'm not, I'm not, see, I was, I was born and raised in the Baptist church, the Pentecostal Holiness church. So I love everybody. I ain't mad at anybody. And I believe that you can be saved as a Baptist, as a Pentecostal holiness person, and, and so forth and so on. But if you take it all hook, line, and sinker on the charismatic side, uh, you're going to have more trouble in the flesh because you're not rooted and grounded, most of you, in the Word. It's all about your feelings and your emotions. And that, the devil does not care anything about that. <laughs> Your feelings and your emotions don't mean a, don't mean a doggone thing to the devil. You're all high in your emotions and you fall down in sin and, and you're destroyed. 
like the Hindenburg. It all blows up in, in flames and everything. Jude gives us three things to do so that we can build ourselves up in our most holy faith by the grace of God and by the Holy Spirit of God. And see, this is where many Baptists lose it. They, they, they talk a lot about the Word and they know the Word. And, 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 and some of you all are messed up. You, you Baptist people, Bible people, and I'm with you. I love you. You're my people. I'm more, I'm more with you all than with the Pentecostal charismatic crowd. I'm not all uh, riled up in my emotions and feelings. I feel like shouting sometime. I know how people can get there, but I'm not the shouting kind that much. I can do my shouting in the car by myself when God, he, he, may I say, God respectfully, he messes with me on being so grateful and thankful that the tears uncontrollably flow. Have you been there? They're not tears of sorrow, they're tears of joy. And I have, to, I have, you, you have, some of you have heard me. My family have seen me many times. My wife has seen me many times. I have to ask the Lord. If you will, lovingly, respectfully, tell the Lord, now let me go. Let me go. Leave me. Lord, leave me alone. Now so I can go ahead on and preach. How many of you been there where, where the joy is so deep and the tears begin to flow because you're just so amazed at God's love, God's mercy, God's grace, God's salvation. The tears begin to flow and, and, and it becomes uncontrollable. You can't do what you were sent to do. And if I keep on going, I'm going to be right in that position again because I'm so grateful to God. <laughs> How good he's been to me. Huh? I'm not going to cut a step in church. I'm not, I'm not going to. That's not, that's not me. And I never saw anybody in the Bible do that either. So I mean, I'm not mad at you. I was raising that. So don't get mad at me. I know. I think it's just out of order for women falling around in tight dresses and, and, and the panties are showing and you need a team of ushers and a team of nurses to to control you and keep you, you know, uh, decent. And they got to cover you up and uh, and the, the the guitar player jumping over the banister and his foot gets caught and busts his head open and got to call the ambulance. Something is wrong. I don't think God's going to lead you to be doing all that. And most of us in the church need to run, but we need to run on the track, not to run around the church. And some of us need to stop lying with that little fake envelope with one dollar in it, going walking up, prancing and showing our behinds, and slapping it on the the altar, man. <laughs> we need to stop that foolishness. Oh, no more. That's why God has shut down the church. Uh -uh. Don't be showing your behind and you going over an envelope. Making people think you're giving a thousand dollar off and you slapping one dollar on the altar with IOU. Get out of here with that. 
And so first today, my beloved, I love you, and I'm not mad at anybody, but y'all need to cut this foolishness out in the church, and you know it. First, we are to pray in the Holy Ghost, in the Holy Spirit. Amen. You can't fake that. You cannot manufacture that. If you're not saved, you cannot do it. Have you noticed about the terrorists, the terrorists in the church, those who are lost, they, don't, they never like to pray. They never like to pray. That's the last thing on earth. We just prayed, and it bore some of you to tears because you're lost. You don't know God. You don't know Jesus. You don't understand that the most important thing we do is pray to him. Now, the word, we need the word, and the word needs to be preached, but it needs to be preached in the power of the Holy Spirit. You can't get the power, the unction, and the anointing of the Holy Spirit without praying. You will be moved to pray by the Holy Spirit of God if you're saved. If you're born again, you can mark that down. <clears throat> oh, yes. You will be prompted to pray many times because God wants you to pray without ceasing. Do you know what Jesus Christ is doing right now? Sitting at the right hand of God. You think he's signing papers and stuff? No. He's praying without ceasing because God does not need any sleep. They don't slumber. Or sleep. They don't catch a nap on the throne. Are you kidding me? Like some of us. How many of you seen the preacher sleep in the church? Sitting on his little throne. I'm not. I'm amazed that most of you sitting here today are not asleep. Up here pulling another all-nighter. That is almost killing me. See, I'm at an age now when, when sleep come upon me, I can't move. I got to, I got to get it. I, 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 there was a time, my wife would tell you, man, I, I burn the midnight oil at both ends. Be fired up, ready to go preach four, three or four times in the morning. Stayed up all night, praying. Had the lights on in the church all night long. And the saints of God praying. Wonderful times, wonderful times. I can't do that anymore. So first we are to pray in the Holy Ghost, Dr. Warren Worsby said. He's now home with the Lord. He said the power for building the Christian life comes from and through prayer. Praying in the Holy Ghost. The word of God and prayer go together in spiritual growth, always. I said this morning in the earlier service, this morning, around 6 o'clock in the morning, five, five, between 5 and 6, I uh, said that uh, many people do not pray because they're not saved. <clears throat> Many people don't have power in serving the Lord because they don't pray. I know it sounds cute, but it's true. 
Big prayer, big power. Little prayer, little power. No prayer, no power. See, when you're prayed up and the other people in the church are prayed up, you don't have to go to church to conjure something up. Okay? You don't have to get the crowd going if you teach the people to pray. And you may not have a big crowd if you truly are saved and you're teaching them to be saved and how that they ought to be prayed up every day. So anytime you fall off into church or not into church and you're on Zoom, the power falls. And you can't fake it. You cannot manufacture this. You can't get into a lab and create it. You, you, you church growth people. With your little tricks. I would venture to say that the church growth gurus and all of the church, not all, but, but like Tom Lane is not one of them. God bless his heart. Uh, he's really trying to help you pastors. But some of you, church, some of these church growth, uh, growth people have created more havoc and hell in the church than a little bit. And you, you know I'm right about it. Anything goes down. The church growth gurus are saying, yes, uh, except the homosexuals in the church as members. And that sounds good to young people, and it sounds good uh, to uh, people who don't know any better. And now is wreaking havoc in the church. Uh, for the church, church growth folk is all about numbers, not about quality, not about souls getting saved and people living right. Because therein lies the true power of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost of God will teach you to pray. The Holy Ghost of God will teach you to. Uh, forsake sin and hate even temptations in your life. The Holy Ghost of God will lead you to confess your sins and repent no matter what it is. And when you are like that in the church you have a group of people who are like that the power comes automatically. You don't have to conjure up something. You don't have to uh, fire up the praise team to fire up the dead crowd. They're dead in their trespasses and sins. That's why you got to scream and holler and use smoke. We don't no, we, we don't need worldly manufactured fake smoke. We need the smoke of God, if you will. The power of the Holy Ghost. The power of the Holy Spirit. That's what we need. We got some manufacturers, fake smoke on the stage, and, and got people thinking they're at a concert, and no power. No power of God. Why are you meeting when you don't have the power of God? There's no need to meet. That's why God has shut down your church, has closed churches. Found out this morning that he, the, the Lutherans, they have quit the pastors and priests, Half pastor, half priest, Lutheran. Oh, oh, they can't. They had a meeting and couldn't find 600 pastors. They all 
quit. Why? Not saved. Don't have the power of the Spirit. Not praying in the Spirit. It's all about getting a cushy little pastoral job and having your insurance paid and uh, your car uh, allowance and suit allowance and all of that. That's what pastors talk about. Trying to outdo each other. If all we do is read and study the Bible, we will have a great deal of light, but not much power. My Bible, brethren and sisters who love to read and sit around and love to go to the coffee shop and read the Bible. They love it. And have no power whatsoever because they don't pray. They're like the Bereans. Many of their churches are called the Berean Bible Church. Berean Baptist Church. They love to get together and read the word. And hear more about the word. And learn from a great scholar about the word. A whole lot of light but no heat. In the charismatic side of the church we have a whole lot of heat and no light and on both sides they crumble down to the ground in God's sight because you need to have both my dear friends I've always said that if the uh, Bible folk can get uh, some of what the charismatics have and if the charismatics can get a little bit of what the Bible folk have we can have we get something going here Glory be to God. I know I'm right about it. I've been right about it for years. <clears throat> However, if we concentrate on prayer and ignore the Bible, we may be guilty of zeal without knowledge. Fired up, ready to go, and dumb. Don't, don't know what the Bible says. Huh? Have you been around folk like that? You have to be careful with that. The devil can use that. So many women in the in the church, in the charismatic church, can shout and jump and get all excited in their spirits and in their emotions and, 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 and they're easy pickings for dogs. Male dogs. They're easy pickings because they're all riled up in their spirit and all riled up in their emotions. Uh, they're easy pickings. They may have a long dress on, but the dogs know how to get to them in the church. They sit back and they say, after she does all that shouting and everything, she's very, she's easy to get. Don't tell me I know. Don't get mad at me, charismatic women. You know what I'm talking about. I love you. I'm trying to protect you. But you get all caught up in your emotions and feelings and you have no word uh, in your, your easy pickings for the whorish, whoremongering dogs. Because you have no word in you. You have some zeal and excitement, but you have not the knowledge of God from his word to hold you down and hold your dress down. Don't tell me I know. So I, I you can't even ah. Some listen to me. Some of the biggest whores are in the charismatic church. 
and we have some slicker whores in the Baptist church. They they slicker. You don't know. You can't. You don't know about them that quick. And we have whoremongers in both churches, pastors and deacons, slick, slicker than slick. And the Baptist, listen to me very carefully, my Bible brethren and my, let me say it like this, my Baptist brethren are slicker and can get away with it longer, but God will expose them eventually. In most cases, the Bible folk, they're not going to, to be that dumb to do that. In most cases, my Bible brethren, in most cases, they have so much Bible knowledge. They, 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 they may, might be tempted, might not even be tempted, I don't know. But they, they're not going, they, 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 they're too smart to do something so stupid. My, my, my... Bible, my Baptist uh, sisters, it's going to take a while for you to work on them to get them. Bible sisters, in most cases, just not going to do that. It's not in their mind to do that, even though they may be tempted. And sometimes they fail. But the charismatic women, they fall a whole lot and get into this thing of of uh, you know, is grace, and they can they can sleep with, have sex with Bo Peep, once a week, and and fall off into the church or twice a week, and live with Bo, and and not bothered by it at all, and get right on back into the pulpit. I'm talking about so-called preaching women, so-called pastors. You know they you know they do in the church. I, I'm I'm telling you what I know. I'm not telling you what I think. A six foot five man, big old husky hairy man can come to the altar and she's the pastor and she lays, she can't lay hands on his head, she lays hands on his heart. No woman should do that. That's very dangerous. The man can't handle it and eventually she won't be able to handle it. Talking with another preacher, a girl, who I touched that man, I felt something. I, it wasn't. It wasn't uh, nothing holy either. So I'm just telling you what was going on, and you need to stay away from that. You, you, you charismatic holy women, don't be laying hands on a man. You can't do that. And and he better you better make sure he's a man of God if he lays hand on you. And, and and I've said it before and I'm gonna say it again. A whole lot of this laying on the hands ought not to be. Do you hear me? I told you be very careful. I told you back yonder, back yonder when it was all going hot and heavy. Everybody and their mama laying hands on people, slapping people down and all this kind of stuff. Don't uh uh-uh. uh instead of casting demons out they'll put demons in you and you'll be talking like them and acting like them and be a whore like them and a whoremonger like them I am telling you the truth I lie not I saw one man who evidently he heard me they were in a big meeting and a big time preacher was trying to lay hands on he did this no 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 don't touch me (laughs) I said I I don't blame you don't let uh uh do not let people lay hands on you. 
unless you know him to be a godly pastor and he's ordaining you for the ministry. And make sure he does not have any adultery and fornication and homosexuality in his life lest you turn out to be that way yourself. Because there's a transference that takes place. That's no small thing, my friends. How, let, me, let me ask you a question. How many of y'all, y'all let somebody lay hands on you? You started talking like them and acting like them. Things you never thought of. Now you're doing them. And you're talking crazy. The devil is a lie. And so, my beloved, we read the word to grow in faith. Then we use that faith to ask God for what we need and what his word tells us we may have the word of God and prayer certainly go together amen Acts 6 4 I mean by the way you ought to know that if you're saved if you don't know that and you don't understand that that's foreign to you you say you've been saved for uh, 30, 40 years, something is wrong somewhere. That, I mean, see, there, there's some things that are common among true believers in Jesus Christ. There's some, there's some uh, 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 high points that all Christians touch who are born again. There may be a little variation age-wise but born-again folk understand that prayer and Bible reading go together born-again saved people know instinctively by the grace of God and the Holy Ghost of God you need to be praying somewhere in the morning and reading the Bible glory be to God I know that's right everybody knows that whether they do it or not, that's another thing. It's been called the family altar. It's been called family devotions. Some call it in the evangelical circles, private time. Some must have coffee and a muffin when they're doing it. The evangelicals got to me on that. It was not the case for me a while back. But I've, I've been influenced by the evangelicals. I have some coffee nearby or some tea when I'm praying and reading the Bible. Look at all the books they write about things. They got a Bible, open Bible, and a cup of coffee. I don't know where they got that from, but it's all right with me. Evangelist Bill Sunday used to give his converts three rules for success in the Christian life. Each day they were to read the Bible and let God talk to them. They were to pray. In other words, they were to talk to God, number two. And they were to witness and talk to others about God. That's, that's the way, and all Christians in their hearts, they understand. That's what we ought to be doing. Amen lights. Mm -hmm. That's how we've been living for many years, by the grace of God. And those three things are going to be done, buddy. <clears throat> We're going to pray to God. 
read the Bible, hear from God, and we're going to tell other people about God in the name of Jesus. We're going to share the gospel somehow, some way. It's just in us for those who are saved and born again. Now there's a debate among some Christians. Should you pray first or read the Bible first? For me, it is pray first, read the Bible second, witness third. Yes, sir. Because, see, that Bible will come alive after you pray. Mm-hmm. 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 It would be difficult to improve on those rules. Dr. Elijah Thompson of the Goodwill Baptist Church in Philadelphia used to say he would have his Bible with him. He was five older man. Used to be a National Baptist pastor. Became an independent Baptist pastor. Got on fire as an older man about prayer, Bible teaching and preaching, and witnessing for the Lord. He used to say in our conferences, we would uh, preach in different conferences together and crusades together, no Bible no breakfast. He and I went to the Philippines to preach the gospel. Oh, what a time we had. Oh, what crowds. And uh, you would catch him early in the morning reading his Bible with a little flashlight with his head covered up. You know why? Because there were lizards in our hotel room. No, no offense, my brethren and my sister in, in the Philippines. And I say, Pastor uh, Thompson, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing, sir? <laughs> he was older than me. He said, I, I, I got to read my Bible before breakfast. But these lizards be scaring me. He was, <laughs> he was from Philadelphia. He was not used to that kind of thing. <laughs> Woo, he could not stand those lizards <laughs> one time. <laughs> One time we went, we uh, left witnessing and preaching, went back to the hotel room, and uh, <clears throat> he saw some little black dots, brown dots on his pillow. He, he said, uh, "Brother White, what, what 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 is this?" I said, "What is it? I don't." I said, "I don't know." I, he said, I hope these lizards. And then the pastor who was hosting us, he came in. Oh, he said, those, those are droppings. He started smiling. Those are droppings from the lizard. Oh, my pillow! He just lost it. Very neat, very clean, uh, you know, from Philadelphia. He, he just flat lost it. But anyway, that's what he said. That, that was his motto. No Bible, no breakfast. <clears throat> So what does it mean to pray in the <clears throat> Holy Ghost? It means to pray according to the leading of the Holy Spirit. It has well been said that prayer is not getting man's will done in heaven. Perish the thought. It is getting God's will done on earth. And that's so true. As Christians, we may pray in solitude, but we never pray alone if you're truly born again. 
but we never pray alone. The Spirit of God joins with us as we pray because he knows the mind of God and can direct us in our prayer. And it's all about his will being done and not ours. Some of you are trying to jump ahead of God. You're not ready. God knows you're not ready. And let me tell you something about God. God does not play with you like that. If you're not ready, you're not obedient where you are. You're not serving him well where you are. Your pastor has problems with you. You're always causing a problem. You're willful. You're proud. You're stubborn. You're rebellious. You have not grown in Jesus at all because you probably don't even know Jesus in many cases. And if, if you do a little bit, God's going to block you. God's going to stop you. You may want to, you may think you ought to be up there with them. You ought to be doing what they are doing, but you have not done what they did. And you can say what you want, do what you will. God is not going to bless your mess. You're going to have to wait on him just like the rest of us. Uh, and if you don't understand that, you're going to be in a world of trouble. With God. And you're going to be in a mess. And if you jump ahead of God, you're going to be in a worse mess. You must wait on God. You pray to God in faith, believing. And you pray by the power of His Holy Spirit. If you are saved and born again, and let God's will be done in your life. You humble yourself down. You wait on the Lord. You be patient. And, and, and don't move until he gives you the liberty to do so. I don't care who you think you are. All right, you can jump on out there if you want to. Go ahead. <clears throat> God's going to have to send a, a posse out there to save you. And then you're going to be really embarrassed and humbled. Go on with your bad self. Dr. John McNeil, he's not going to tell you all of that. He's just going to say, go, he say, uh-huh, yeah, okay. He may take his glasses off, Dr. John McNeil Jr., and listen to what you're saying. He doesn't believe a word you're saying. He's just going to let you go ahead on and do what you want to do. Because he knows that most Negroes don't listen. That's right. I said most Negroes do not listen. They want you to rubber stamp what they want to do. Against God's will. And Dr. John McNeil is not going to do it. And he's not going to uh, break out into a sweat trying to convince you. Because he, you know, he dealt with too, too many Negroes. It's not his nature. He's just going to put his glass and go, okay then. I'll be praying for you. And he probably wants to say, I'll see you when you get back from your foolishness and your odyssey. And, most, and many good pastors are that way. They have learned to be that way. But they're not going to join you in your foolishness and your sin. 
He can also help us approach the Father, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can also help us approach the Father through the access we have through His Son, Jesus Christ. Glory be to God, the Lamb of God who took away our sins. Uh, we can pray in His name. We worship God in the Spirit, and uh, the Spirit motivates us to pray, leads us to pray. Now, if you're saved, this ought to be happening. If you're not saved, that's a sign that you're not saved. If the Holy Spirit is not prompting you to pray, if you're not praying without ceasing, or at least getting the promptings to pray without ceasing, you can, as a saved person, disobey the Lord. But if you're not even getting the signals, getting the signals to pray, the promptings to pray without ceasing, there's something wrong somewhere, my beloved. For he, the Holy Spirit of grace and of supplications, when the believers yielded to the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, then the Spirit will assist him in his prayer life, and God will hear and answer his prayers. Are you having that experience? I sure hope so. I, can, I cannot imagine life without it. But if you're not having that kind of experience, you, you probably need to examine yourself and see whether or not you be in the faith. Uh, do you, are you prompted to pray? Do you have this thing on the inside that calls you to prayer, that moves you to pray, to, to eventually, in your growth, to pray without ceasing, not because you have to, not because it's some kind of... Uh, perfunctory situation where it's autumn, it is a, a mechanical but you you desire to talk to there's something on the somebody on the inside the Holy Ghost of God who de, causes you to desire to pray to God to want to pray to God to expect God to hear and answer your prayers that's the Holy Ghost praying in the Holy Ghost. It's not praying in tongues, it's praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in your own language, that God, your native language that God gave you and put you in. God understands English, by the way. That's what I tell all of my charismatic friends, I love you. I'm not mad at you if that's what you want to do. You just do it biblically. Do it biblically. Do it the Bible way. Do, do your thing. Uh, but God does hear English very well, or whatever your language is. And so if you do not know him as your Savior, my beloved, if you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you're not praying like you should, you have no desire to pray, there's something wrong somewhere, church folks. Examine yourself and see whether or not you be in the faith. 
If you're saved, you are not be getting mad at me about preaching this way. If you're not saved, you're going to be troubled. Because you are a church member, but you are lost. And you have that thing called pride in you where you don't want to back that up and all of a sudden say after years, uh, I'm not saved, I need to be saved. I told you about a story of of a young man the other day in the church, lost. Then he got saved and turned out to be a great Christian. And so, ladies and gentlemen, understand, first of all, that you are a sinner. I am a sinner. Before you can pray the sinner's prayer, you need to understand that and accept that, that you, no matter how wonderful you think you are, no matter how powerful you think you are, makes no position what kind of uh, position you have, uh, makes no difference what kind of position you have in society. You can be a bigger boss, CEO of a Fortune 500 company. You can be a leader in government. You can be a leader in the church. But if you have never truly believed in Jesus Christ, If you're not born again, you're going to die and go to hell. We're all sinners. The Pope is a sinner. The Dalai Lama is a sinner. Joel Osteen, even he is a sinner. He'll tell you that. He'll tell you with a smile, but he's a sinner too. And I am a sinner. I am the chief of sinners. And we have all broken God's laws, his Ten Commandments, such as lying, stealing, lusting after people and things, dishonoring and disrespecting our fathers and mothers, and dishonoring God Almighty by taking his name in vain. And and by the way, are you loving God with all of your heart, mind, and soul? which is a commandment of God right now, the truth is, and the answer is, no, you're not. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all have messed up. Stop being proud and on your little high horse and come on down with the rest of us. We're all in the same boat. Red, yellow, black, and white. We are all precious in his sight by his grace, but we all have sinned against him. We all have done evil. You cannot look down your nose at me, and I cannot look down my nose at you. We're all sinners, aren't we? Second, accept the fact that there is a penalty for sin. There is a punishment for sin always, always, always makes no difference who you are. The Bible states in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. Death is a bad boy. 
Death is nothing to play with. It is the first form of punishment for sin. We're all going to die, and we're going to die not because of the coronavirus. How did she die? Not because of breast cancer. How did he die? Not because of colon cancer. How did he die? Not because of a cardiac arrest or a car crash. He, she, they died because of sin. That's the reason why you're going to die. Because of sin, S-I-N, trespassing on God's laws, disobeying God. God uh, does not play and he's nobody to play with. You need to understand that. Yes, he is enormously loving and caring and wonderful and great and full of grace. It's mind-boggling how loving God is, man. I, I, I've been knowing the Lord now for over 42 years. After coming out of religion, I got saved out of the church and in spite of the church. If I had stayed with the church after I became a grown man, I would be in hell today. I got saved outside the gate. I got saved outside the church. Dad a preacher, mama a preacher, all I know. I, 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 it's church, and I was lost and on my way to hell and didn't even know it. And didn't know how to get saved. Following them, listening to them, didn't know any better. Okay. And saved out of the world and saved out of the church at the same time. And if Jesus had not saved me December the 19th, 1979, I... I should have been in hell even before that because uh, uh, I almost died several times out there partying and jam, jam, boogie, boogieing and running women and uh, going from hotel room to hotel room, club to club, messing with some gangsters, uh, being a leader of the gangsters. I should have been in jail or in hell or both. That's a fact. You're not looking at some little sweet, wonderful church boy. No, sir. I was a hellion, hellion and loved it and wondered why you were not running with me and running after the women and getting drunk and partying. I thought you were sinning because you didn't do the things I was doing. I, 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 I said, no, no, I can't. you can't be with me. You know, you're going to be a square like that, man. No. Lost. Blind. On my way to a devil's hell and did not know. You know I'm happy about salvation. Very, very happy. So with that, third, you need to accept the fact and by the way, let me tell you this. If God will allow you to die from this beautiful ball called earth because of your sins, he will allow you to go to hell and burn forever and be tormented forever if you do not believe in his son, Jesus Christ, 
the sacrificial Passover Lamb of God who has taken away the sin of the world. He paid your sin debt. And that's no joke. That's very serious business. And you better acknowledge. And you, you, you better get to know Je- you, better, you better get to know Jesus Christ as your Savior. If you want to be saved from hell. Because God is loving and merciful and gracious. But God does not play. Jesus does not play. His word does not play. You got to go by what God's word says. Not your feelings and emotions. Where God is so loving towards me. Surely he won't let me go to hell. Yes he will. You want to live a lifetime of sin. And trample on the blood of his son Jesus Christ. And reject Jesus Christ. And not believe in him. You will go to hell, my friend. Because you may have a smiling, grinning, laughing face, but God does not. Because God hates sin. He couldn't even look on his son when his son was dying with your sin on his shoulder. Man, he turned his back on his own son because he was made sin for us. Because God's holy eyes cannot look upon sin. That's why Jesus Christ said, My God, my God, why have have thou forsaken me? Eli, Eli, Allah sabachthani. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus Christ is not going to go through all of that painful separation from his heavenly father for uh, and for you to trample over his blood and reject him and, and crucify him afresh. No, man, that, that's not happening, man. No, 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 no. Please understand. God loves you, but God does not play. This is serious business for God to have his son to be born of a virgin. The only begotten Son of God, who never sinned in word, thought, or deed, who proved that he was 100% God and 100% man, the Son of God and the Son of Man, who walked on the water like we walk on carpet who told a raging storm wind be quiet and waves sit down peace be still and they obeyed him because he made them as he made the water he multiplied the food for thousands to eat with just a box lunch from a little boy because he made all of the food in the world the Son of God, the Son of Man, the God-Man, 100% God, 100% Man. God is not playing. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is not playing. Have you ever been in court? Does it look like the judge is playing? Well, you need to multiply that scene a billion times, Jack and Jackie. God loves you, but he does not play. 
You will die and you will go to hell if you reject Jesus Christ. If you do not humbly believe in him. Stop holding on to your religion. Stop holding on to what you did uh, 40 years ago and get saved. Because hell is a longer time than 40 years, my friend. Or 50 years. So thoroughly accept the fact, dear friend, that you are on the road to hell right now. Jesus Christ said in Matthew 18, 8, Wherefore, if thy hand or thy foot offend thee, cut them off and cast them from thee. It is better for thee to enter into life halt or maimed rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast into everlasting everlasting fire. Hell is a real place and you're going there if you reject Jesus Christ. If you don't believe in him for real, don't let your pride take you to hell. It's not worth it. So hell, fire, and hell is bad news. But I have some good news for you uttered by none other than Jesus Christ, the Son of God, 100% God, 100% man. He preached the gospel first and best. He said the most important words in the history of the world, very succinctly, by the way. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, that is in hell, but have everlasting life. It does not get any simpler than that. Nobody preached the gospel better than Jesus Christ. No preacher can touch him. He was so powerful in preaching the gospel that he gave you the history of the gospel, where it came from. For God so loved the world. That's where it comes from. God loves you and me even though we're wicked, evil, ungodly, nasty, filthy, depraved, no good, half-baked sinners. Oh, I said it right. That's what you are. It doesn't matter how beautiful you are, how handsome you are. Makes no difference how much money you have. Makes no difference whether you're white, black, or red, or yellow. We're all precious in his sight. We may not be precious in each other's sight. Red, yellow, black, or white, but we're precious in his sight. That's all that matters. For God, this is the history of the gospel in just a few short words. Only God can use language like this. Oh, we'll be talking for days. God broke it down, broke it down very quickly. The God-man, 100% God and 100% man. What are you talking about? God so loved the world. What power, what grace, what simplicity, what brevity. 
He made it as simple as possible. This is the gospel, the perfect gospel, uttered by none other than the gospel himself, Jesus Christ. What are you waiting on? What are you talking about? Any questions? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever, the word whosoever means anybody at any time, red, yellow, black, or white, we're all precious in his sight, that whosoever what? Believeth. That's all you need to do is believe in Jesus Christ. And you are sealed by the Holy Ghost of God. You are born again. You are saved as soon as you believe in Christ with all of your heart. Whosoever believeth in him who? Jesus Christ. Yes. The man who walked on the water. Yes. The man the man who healed the sick. Fed thousands with a box lunch. The man who uh, walked on the water. The man who went to the tomb of Lazarus who had been dead for several days, he took his time to get there because he is 100% God and 100% man and he went to the tomb of Lazarus and cried, Lazarus, come forth! He had to be clear and he had to say the name Lazarus because he is 100% God and 100% man. And everybody in the grave would have come forth if he just said, come forth. And believe it, he could have done it. When he died on the cross for our sins, while he was dying on the cross for our sins, people were coming out of the graves. Even, even the Roman soldier says, surely this is the Son of God. Paul said, I find no fault in him repeatedly. Just believe in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, my dear friend. Lay aside your pride. Lay aside your church membership. It meaneth nothing. I said it means nothing. Lay aside your baptismal certificate. Throw it away. It means nothing. Lay aside the fact that you sung in the choir. It means nothing. Lay aside that you sit in the pulpit. It means nothing. Lay aside that you gave $3 million to your home church after you became rich. It means nothing. None of that will save your soul. Speaking in an unknown tongue will not save your soul. Shouting and jumping around the church will not save your soul. Uh, uh, going to church uh, every Sunday and every Wednesday will not save your soul. Simply believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Simply do what Jesus Christ 100% God, 100% man told you to do. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Do that right now. My dear friend, just believe in your heart. 
in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins. He paid your sin debt, was buried and rose from the dead by the power of God for you so that you can live forever with him. Pray and ask him to come into your heart today to save your soul, and he will save you. Romans 10, 9 and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How about that? No church membership. Like the thief on the cross, he never darkened the church door, never got baptized, never spoke in a tongue, uh, never shouted, never gave any money to the church, never preached in the church, never sung in a choir. And Jesus said to him, Thou shalt be with me in paradise, because you believed in me. How about it, dear friend? Do it right now. How about it, church member? How about it, pastor? Your mama called you and your daddy called you. You know you've never been called to preach. You're not even saved. How about it, preacher? How about it, pastor's wife? You know you've never been saved. You're just going through a bunch of uh, motions. You're religious like the Pharisees and the Sadducees, but you're lost and on your way to hell. And every time there's a problem in the church, you're at the bottom of the heap. Religious, but lost. Lay it aside. Lay aside your pride and get saved today. Follow me in prayer as you believe in your heart for the first time, in a very real sense, in the Son of God, Jesus Christ and his gospel, that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day by the power of God. Believe it by faith, and truly get saved and filled with the Holy Spirit of God, and your life will never be the same. Follow me in prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Or otherwise, don't say it. God won't make you, and I can't make you. So this is between you and God. Let's pray. Holy Father God in heaven, I acknowledge and I admit that I am a sinner. And I admit that I have sinned against you repeatedly by breaking your Ten Commandments. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. Please forgive me of all of my sins, my failures, and my faults. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered and bled and died on the cross for my sins, was buried on the third day 
I mean, was buried and rose again on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul today. As I believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ and his gospel. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of all of my sins and help me to change and uh, help me to follow you in the new life. Lord Jesus Christ. For it is in your holy name I do pray. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you just believed in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you prayed that prayer with me, and you meant it from your heart, I declare to you that based upon the Word of God, the Holy Bible, you are now saved from hell, and you're on your way to heaven. Now, God will help you to live for Him. You will not be perfect, uh, but God will help you to strive for perfection. Welcome to the family of God. Congratulations on believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You have done the most important thing in life. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ Jesus, go to the GospelLightSociety.com website and read my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10, 9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go out, go in and out, and find pasture. Until next time, my beloved, God loves you, we love you, and may God bless you. Real good is my prayer. If the Lord tarries his coming and we live and we're healthy and strong, we'll be back here tomorrow around the same time or hopefully a little bit earlier because of the heat in Texas right now. Uh, and I will resume and hopefully close out the Mother's Day series, Mommy, Wifey in parentheses, are you going to hell? I'll be preaching the same title on Father's Day. So hang in there. And oh, what a crowd we had yesterday. Thousands upon thousands of folk uh, heard that message. And I want to thank you all for coming by. I don't know how you heard about it at all. But uh, somebody was sending out some some uh, some messages or something. I don't know what you all did to have that crowd. That crowd would have filled a coliseum we had on yesterday. I don't know uh, what kind of crowd we have today. My technician will tell us shortly. Uh, and thank you all for the follows and the likes and all of that. And... Uh, 
uh, keep on reaching out to people. You, you, you never know how people need the word so much in their lives. Uh, only God knows and God will use you to uh, invite people to a meeting like this. One thing that all of you know, you may not like all of the whole counsel of God that I may preach and how I may preach it, but you know that if you invite somebody here, they will get the gospel. They will know how to get saved in a simple fashion and way. So that, that's, that's a given, and that's for sure, because my main calling is as an evangelist. I'm not a pastor. Uh, I'm going to say things differently because of how God called me. But they will hear the gospel. You don't worry about their feelings getting hurt. You just invite them. And, and God will take over. You may not be able to win them to the Lord yourself. But God can use somebody else to do so. So uh, let's all stand for our closing prayer. Uh, make sure you pray without ceasing. If you're saved, meditate on the word of God. Uh, we have another service that's going to happen at 7 o'clock uh, Central Time uh, tonight. If you want more of the word. And uh, we had four services yesterday, I think, all together. And they all were filled up. And so... Uh, keep on helping us with that. Let's all stand, and you can stand where you are, and let's pray our final prayer. If the Lord tarries is coming, and we live, uh, we'll see you tomorrow. And when you think about us, pray for us. Also, I want to thank those who are subscribing and supporting. I cannot thank you enough. And uh, I appreciate it very much. And those of you who want to give, there's multiple ways to give. Feel free to do so. Let's pray. Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you so much for what you have done here today. Thank you, Lord, most of all for tapping my heart to go ahead and pray fully. Lord, uh, not be concerned about people who want to rush through something. I praise you and I thank you for the power, the unction, and the anointing of your Holy Spirit. Lord, I'm looking forward to going to heaven whenever you're ready for me to go. I thank you so much for the wonderful life that you've given to me and for using a wretch like me, a person who used to curse and swear that I never wanted to be a preacher like my dad. I hated my dad for no other reason but because he was a preacher of the gospel. And now his son is preaching the gospel, carrying on your name, God, and Jesus Christ, and his name too, for he's in heaven with you. Uh, so, Lord, I just... Uh, as usual, Lord, I, I'm, I'm speechless. I have nothing. My heart is so filled with gratitude. And um, I do know now what the old saints used to call and say, my cup runneth over. And uh, thank you so much for using a wretch like me to do this great work 
of preaching your holy gospel. I pray that millions and millions would hear the gospel and be saved. In Jesus Christ's name, as our technician uh, uh, pushes, pushes it out on demand all around the world, Lord, even when I'm sleeping this evening, people can hear the gospel with because of the technology that you have wrought. Glorify your holy name. Help us to glorify your holy name. Help us to lift up your son, Jesus Christ, and help us to preach your gospel like it's our last time. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Amen.